0: Welcome to Full Stack Business Owner. Today, we are answering questions from you, the audience, community, the listeners of this podcast. And if you do want your questions answered, just hit reply to one of Charlie's infamous newsletters that comes out twice a week and ask any question that you have. Or you can head over to Facebook, join the Full Stack Business Owner Community Facebook group. Ask your questions. We'll talk to you there. We'll answer them on the podcast. It is all about community. But before we get started, let's cue the disclaimer.
1: Charlie here from Full Stack Business Owner. I need to let you know that Grant, myself, and the Full Stack Business Owner team are in no way, shape, or form qualified to give you financial advice or pick investment products. We highly encourage you to seek out and engage the use of professionals when making financial decisions or comparing investment products.
0: All right, Charlie, I'm going to open up with one of my favorite questions where you can just answer yes or no. It's completely fine. Is your partner an asset or a liability?
1: That's not a yes or no question. Oh, damn, it's not. Damn it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm not even going to restart this. I'm just going to go. Let's just roll with it. And
1: to be clear, I was going to say 12.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like these questions are just such a stitch up. (laughs)
1: It is, but this is probably one of the most important topics we will uh, discuss on the podcast itself is the significant other in your life and how you work together. Now, I'm I'm happy to go on the record here is uh, saying that I think the partner you have in life is so critical and essential for the success you have, whether it comes to business, whether it comes to wealth building, health, relationships, social, like this is something that is critical to success in all areas in life. And if you do not have the right partner, this could be the actual thing that defeats you. Like I know people where their life has become limited and it doesn't lead to a good place. And I'll give an example. Let's say two people get together when they're young and they're excited and then eventually one of them starts a business and then they just one of the partners is just eating away at the one who's in business and eventually they just become really, really frustrated and they just become bitter over time. It's it's a really horrible thing, but I'll ask you the question: like, how how critical do you think it is to have the right partner?
0: Uh, I almost I see the partner as the one that you spend the most amount of time with. Although you can probably argue that your business partner is pretty darn close to that as well, if you do have a business partner.
1: The right? other other significant the other, other
0: <laughs> what is it? The the work husband or the work wife? <laughs> like like those ones, um, because you spend so much time with them, right? So it's almost like this essential foundation which is like it's as important as laying the concrete base of a house or as important as putting like the foundational beams up on a roof like they are the ones that you go to to cry when things aren't good to go to to laugh about things when they're great to do all of these things so if if they are not aligned to your stress your pressure your vision where you're trying to get to and they're always trying to bring you down to their level or they're trying to talk about something completely different Like just imagine the impact. And so I see this as being one of the most critical sort of foundational layers for any business owner, bar none. Like it's probably even more important than marketing skills and sales skills than all of these other sort of transactional skills because you spend so much darn time with them that if they pull you down, you're already doomed. Like it's like having a handicap in a running race. Like you're already behind the rest of the pack who don't have that, who have got people supporting you. So I, yeah. I just see it critically important.
1: Yeah, so last night, I'll give you an example here. Um, I actually, I'll, I'll say this first, is like I am certain I would have had nowhere near the success in my life if I didn't have Bianca in my life. She's been a critical component to in, achieving that. And I think anyone who's got a good partner or someone they consider an asset in this context, they will say the same. But I'll, I'll share a little story from last night. So last night, um, after we put Jack to bed, uh, Bianca and I get some time to ourselves, and um, what do you think we do in that time to ourselves?
0: Ah, uh, surely it's Netflix, chill, have a glass of wine—you know, the normal stuff. Yeah, completely. No, <laughs> we,
1: we watch. We watched. Um, we often watch things like uh, interviews. Like we'll pick specific interviews from people we want to learn from and, and grow together with. But last night we actually watched a video on a guy on how he built his property portfolio and then managed to leverage that into like a hundred million dollar portfolio. So Bianca and I are sitting there going through the journey of this guy, understanding how he does it. And by the end of that video, we're sitting there and communicating like, oh, what next moves are we going to make? So like we're creating the alignment in our relationship where the conversations that flow and the things we're both aligned to around growth in the right areas. Now, if you look at that, we've woken up this morning going, oh, maybe we'll buy another property. You know, there's an excitement towards the things that are important in our wealth got. But conversely, can you imagine if I'd watched that alone and Bianca watched something out and I brought that up in the morning, like, hey, babe, I think we should buy another property. She's like, interest rates have gone up. Just don't do that. It's too scary. Like just that type of thing chipping away at you if you had the wrong partner or that person saying to you, hey, you should, you know, oh, it's risky to have a business oh, don't hire that staff member right now. Like that—that that is the stuff that I think eats at people and ultimately like really limits their success. And I'm sure you've seen similar things, Grant.
0: Yeah, and uh, like I'll even fall on my sword. Like I was even sort of part of that whole let's go on Netflix and chill or I'll go and sit down with the iPad with the headphones in, trying to sort of watch like an educational thing and sort of let my partner at the time go, watch whatever you want. And so then there's this huge chasm that was being built Uh, But with Hazel at at the moment, like very similar to you, although because Hazel runs a fitness business, we kind of alternate (laughs) between what we watch. Um, And so last night, we're actually watching things about hunger hormones. And so we're learning all about the hormones that create, make hunger.
1: A bit of (laughs) of leptin in
0: there. (laughs) Get to understand
1: a bit of leptin. (laughs) <laughs> do you know it's fascinating though? Is like um, we we obviously just don't watch things about money and wealth building. It is a, a very much a core topic in our household. We we both we're not just wanting to build wealth. We love the, we love the education. We're curious about wealth and how yep. other people do it. Um, but we're like parenting stuff. Yes. We will watch right. We've done health stuff at times when that's important. But we seem to have always gone through those journeys together. And I think that's a really really important thing. If uh, I will say both Hazel and yourself. Definitely fitter than Bianca and I, like, <laughs> and and it shows. So this is clearly an
0: area you guys care about. Or right, if and if I don't care about it, Charlie, I get beaten. So. <laughs> I better care about, but uh, to your point, like we watch, wealth stuff, we watch uh, health and sort of fitness stuff. We also watch, like you've sent through like some Ed Milette stuff and some Tony Robbins stuff. Like we try to be on the same wavelength so that we can have an intellectual conversation together about the topics that we're sort of pushing like hard in, right? Now I'm going to be sort of I'm not going to force some Facebook ads training or something like that and say, hey, let's go and watch this stuff. Like it's going to be a little bit more sort of macro and a bit more sort of storytelling and stuff like that because it is night and I'm trying to wind down and she's trying to wind down. We've had big days. But to your point, taking them on that journey is the key part. Having sort of those common things to talk about, understanding where you're at from news or things that you're consuming, I think is a great foundation in regards to just those conversations. That's actually going to set us up for some of the things we're actually going to be talking about in this episode.
1: You, I will say, I'm not forcing this to exist though. No, I don't think you're going, oh, Hazel, hey, look, you've got to watch this business content. This is just something we both want to do together. And to your point, it is we have our own things we pursue as well. Like Bianca isn't as interested in, for example, podcasting or ads or any of that <laughs> other stuff. I think if I put that on, I might be uh, pushing the my limit there. But um, it's an interesting thing that we both share that dynamic and I actually know many other business owners who have that dynamic and I would say yeah. that their partners are assets as well.
0: And so I'm, I'm looking at this like we're, we're sort of talking about some really good things like the we're doing with obviously Bianca and, and Hazel and the great thing is that you and I align very well on this because our wives are friends and we're friends so it's, it's almost like a second nature. It's but be, for hey. sort of someone listening to this, like how can they tell Like, what are the symptomatic things that they can look at and go, oh, is my partner an asset or a liability? Because I think that's really important for people who are sitting there going, "Um, well, the knee-jerk reaction is an asset because I've been with them for so long and, hey, I might have a business that's making money. But they might not have sort of the, the keys to going, oh, I've never thought about it that way.
1: I would go as far to say is that you can start off in a relationship where you guys are assets to each other. And over time, you can actually spread away from each other or one partner grows and one doesn't. So people should be very much evalu- evaluating this and being aware to this. I'll also say I've seen many business owners where they start their business and they go all in in business and just ignore their partner. Yep. They almost create the divide. So I would be very much concerned about that. Um, when I really think about looking at this one here, the big thing I look about is like if you're sitting here and you've got a goal to do something and you feel like you can't do it because of your partner right so it's like oh I want to start a business but I, but I can't because my partner wouldn't you know approve of that right now that would be the key sign I would be looking at if I'm uh, wanting to do something with my life and I go to be and say hey I really want to do this sh- she's on board so that's like asset behavior versus like liability behavior Yep. so I think that's a, a really
0: huge one in my books is there anything that stands out to you Yes, something quite similar. So my top one was like goals. So, and and I say this is like two parts, right? Like I need somebody and I think most people should have somebody who is aspiring for something personally, like in in an individual level, because there's two sets of goals. So if they're not aspiring to create something better than what they're at today and just every day chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. I think that's already a telltale sign of a liability because to your point, it's going to create this chasm. It's just going to create this great divide that's only going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse as you are leaning towards more of your goals. But also on top of that, having joint goals, right? Because there's no use having two individuals living under a house trying to create two different outcomes. They have to come together. And so similar to your point, it's going, well, how do these two say, this is what I want to achieve personally. This is what, And this is what I want to achieve personally. And we go, great, I will do everything I can to help you in that journey. And this as one single unit, this is where we're going to get to, whether it's like starting a family or having sort of uh, family wealth or things like that, depending if you're married or not. I see that as having those conversations and having that understanding where it's not just one person and how do we make this one person's goal successful? It's great, we've got our individualistic and we've got our, our one together how do we use that to sort of propel? And I just say, if you don't have them in place and it's not sort of ingrained in your partner's mind around consistent improvement, you're going to keep bringing them on your journey, keep bringing them on. You're going to grow and then look back and go, cool, how can I let you up? You're going to grow, you can look back, how can I let you up? And I just don't think that's how it needs to happen. It should both be just growing at the same time.
1: Yeah, and I really like your point there about um, it doesn't have to be the same goal. Like in, in your example, right, if your goal is wealth building and Hazel's is fitness, right, you, even though they're very different in the tools, tactics, strategies that would achieve success there, it's the type of person that does that That's yeah. that
0: kind of makes it. I don't, I don't care if she, if she loves art and she's just trying to be better at art and every day she's improving at art, great, tell me what you're learning. I'll absorb it all because I'm going to use that fire and that passion that you've got to continue me growing and then I'm going to keep talking to you about what I'm doing and you're going to use that passion and that fire to continue yourself growing. And then as one unit, we're going to have a, whether it's a family wealth goal, going, great, you do your art, I'll do this, we'll come together, we'll buy properties or whatever and we'll continue sort of excelling together.
1: Ambition is attractive now that I think
0: of it. It's so attractive, dude.
1: I think that's both ways as well, though. It's like if, if you're um, – so in our example, like when I see Bianca striving for things, I find that very attractive when she's trying to do it and trying to better herself. I think it's awesome. Um, but I'm pretty certain that goes the other way as well. And I think if you are the business owner, right, and you're trying to like maybe don't be a sourpuss or a negative Nancy, yeah. like you achieving things and growing yourself and leading by example – is one of the things that may actually help that go both ways if it's not already. Or if your partner's doing that and you're not, you might be the one actually repelling that. So that's a really interesting point. How, how do you feel about this next one, right? So I was thinking about uh, this topic here. One of the things that I value a lot in my relationship is that I can go hard in business and that if it doesn't go well, like and there's been times when I've taken massive hits, massive ones, is that I basically can go in and cry to Bianca and she'll <laughs> lift me
0: back up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think it's, I, I think that is one of the core foundations that you have to have is them as like a number one support network. They're a safety net. If everything collapsed and I just can't solve this problem, I know that I can go in, reset with them. They're, gonna, they're not going to pull me down or throw rocks at other people and think they're just going to be like, cool, like, how do we get through this together so that I can continue pushing.
1: So does like that make one. the opposite uh, liability here? Is like If you've had a uh, rough run in business or in life in general... And you, you go and spend time with your partner and they're not picking you back up. Maybe that's another sign you haven't got an asset. You've got a bit so, of a liability.
0: Yeah. So I'll I'll use it as I personally relate to this one. So an ex-partner of mine, uh, every time that I was having sort of something negative, right, and I'll go complain about it, sort of, not so much complain, but sort of share that I was going through this sort of rough, rough patch and how I was trying to approach it and things like that. They would turn around and actually try and make their situation worse, so that they would get the sympathy. Dude, one, was one upping
1: on the negative. Wow!
0: Literally, like, and so it was almost. Uh, it was well. We- I don't want to lift you up, so I'll make my situation worse. So then I had to convert and become like this consoler and this supporter when I'm like, (laughs) dude, I'm just getting slapped around in the business and I'm coming back to try and, hey, can you help me out? It's like, no, 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 you need to help me out. I'm like, oh, fuck, (laughs) okay. So it was like trying to console them. And so imagine that, like, then who do I go to? (laughs) Where am I going to go and get my support from? Because this person's there to actually help me sort of level up. And so if that's the case or even worse, you don't actually talk to them. <laughs> that's an alarm bell. Like if they are not the person that you can go and confine everything in, then that's an alarm bell as well. Right. Cause yeah, then who huge. are you going to? Like who are you talking to? Right. Are you talking to a best friend? Which males, especially like we typically don't talk to our good friends around sort of personal challenges or anything like that. Cause we usually males have like quite a bravado to us. I know sort of females from what I understand sort of, will talk to each other and sort of have a good support network. Well, who are you talking to, <laughs> right? How are you going to let off this steam? How are you going to be vulnerable because everybody does? And who's going to help sort of pick you up without going stop complaining, man, toughen up, have a have a can of concrete, <laughs> and just sitting there going, uh, no, I need it. I love this one. This, yes.
1: I think that's why a lot of business owners like hide in of the office,
0: dude. That's set. Hundred percent. Hang on. So in my story of sort of an ex partner of mine. Do you think that every time I got slapped around, I went out of my room and said, "Hey, can you help me out?" No, I sat there, turned the computer screen off, and I'm like, "How am I going to improve on top of this?" Which is why I gravitated towards meditation and yoga and stuff like that because that was the way that I internalized it, as opposed to going to a partner. Right, You're so I went other tools to use that e- exactly <laughs> right. Instead of solving the core root problem, <laughs> I went and solved it through other means, which is not a good way. It's just talk about suppression. Hence why we're not partners and stuff like that. But yes, it just did not work.
1: Yeah, I can see why. I'm not not, not even going to question that. (laughs) I got, I've got another one I want to throw in here. I think um, ethics, trust, and faith. I'm going to throw them all into one. Right is like I would say that if uh, your partner is someone who does dodgy things, like let's just say it's shoplifting. Right, they just they steal things or they do things that are unethical there's a good chance they're a bit of a liability because I think those types of behaviours creep into other areas of life. It's If they're willing to steal from, uh, let's say, a retail store, it's like eventually they'll be willing to steal from you. Like ethics are a big thing for me. Um, The next one I would say there is that it's like if I ask for, like maybe I've got a big day and I say, hey, Bianca, can you please help me with this? It's the trust uh, in the relationship that she'll take care of that and I don't have to think about it again. Yep. And then vice versa, if she needs things from me, I want to be that reliable, trustworthy source in her life. Like that's asset behavior. Yep. But then I think it's faith, right? I think the faith thing's a really interesting one as well. Like when I, <clears throat> pardon me, started my business, right? for the first year I didn't make any money. Right? it would be very easy for, to lose faith in that time. Yep. And I think that if your partner isn't willing to see that out and vice versa you for them, Right, that's a dangerous liability place because if that, you know, been doing this six months and it's not working out, it's like, oh, maybe you should go back to a job. You know, yeah. that type of mentality, uh, and I'll just grab a sip of coffee. My voice is just gone.
0: I <laughs> would well, piggyback off on that because it was interesting when I first started dating Hazel, right? So, this was we started dating, and this was at the start of uh, sort of one of the other SaaS companies that I uh, co founded. So, I was genuinely an no word of a lie doing about a hundred hour weeks. Like it was Monday to Sunday working on this thing. And I was funneling like six figures into this thing and not pulling a salary. So imagine big bank account funneling cash into this tech startup, funneling all my time and effort into this thing to the extent that Hazel and I just started dating. And she's like, I need to support you to get you through what you're going through now in order for this thing to be highly successful, which it worked out in the end. And so she would find everything in her possible being to improve on it, dude. Even to the extent that she's like, "I can pay the rent. I can do whatever you want me to do, right?" Like, and we just started dating, <laughs> right? And she's like, "Whatever you need, just tell me, and I will help you because this is so important to you. I will be the one that supports everything else in your life, um." She was bringing food to the office. She was doing everything. She was helping with the team. She was collaborating on all these different things and she didn't get paid for it. She didn't have to do it. And I was just like, yeah, this girl's got something going for it.
1: Isn't it interesting that I think life will present the opportunities for your partner and this goes both ways to show that they're an asset or a liability? Correct.
0: Correct. She had all her right to go, no. I would have dropped her, just to be clear. (laughs) What a liability I was then. Absolutely. Um, And so in turn, I would replace it by like saying thank you and trying to spend time with her and sort of acknowledging everything that she's done because I'm like, hey, this is just what I'm on. But yeah, it goes both ways.
1: Huge one there. Absolutely huge one.
0: I am. I I look at this and so I like what you've said and I'll probably add like core values to the other one. Like, uh, so you've got your faith and and all of that. I, I just put... Core values, like if you're trying to sit there and say, okay, well, we might not be Christians, Muslims or whatever. Uh, what do you mean by faith and all these things like that or beliefs and, and things like that? Just think about core values. Think about the pe- the person and what they would never sort of negotiate on. I think that's just a really powerful way to sort of add something else onto what you've mentioned. Uh, for me, a big one, which we've kind of touched on, I love positivity, right? Like if if I walk into a room and I see Hazel, I, it just feels vibrant. It's just like, she just lights up this room. She, my wife has got the world's greatest smile. And if I walk out of the office and she's just standing there and she just gives me this massive smile and they're just like, how are you crushing it? What are you doing? I'm just like, this positivity, like it just jeez me up versus me walking out. It's like, have you taken out the rubbish? Have you done this? Or, or just throwing like, Oh man, I've had the worst day. Or Oh man, I'm so stressed. And I'm like, ah, oh, just, don't pull me down like I want, I'm want, i trying to push through it. I'm not saying that everyone doesn't have bad days or sort of negative things hit you and you can always talk about that kind of stuff. But the there is more positivity than there is negativity. So when she goes and catch up with friends, she puts them up on a pedestal. She talks about how good they're doing. She puts me up on a pedestal when she talks to her friends about me. Everything in her life is positive more so than negative. She looks at every sort of challenging situation as an opportunity to thrive. Everything she doesn't know, she's like, oh my gosh, I can't solve this. She doesn't sort of wallow in her own filth. She doesn't sort of spend days going, oh man, life sucks. I can't solve this. No, no, no. She goes, no. I need to take a little bit of time out and I'm gonna solve this. Yes, I know it's impacting me now, but I know I'm gonna solve this. I'm positive I'm gonna solve it. I just need to get through it. And I'm just like, that's infectious. Like that to me is like this thing that I'm just like, holy smokes. If I, if I could have like a a run sheet like a scoreboard of like positives to negatives and there are more negatives of sentiments coming out of my wife's mouth where it's like I hate this I dislike this I can't believe this this is terrible then there is this is great I can solve this you're doing awesome yeah that to me that's a liability immediately (laughs) like straight out like I just I just don't need that shit near me
1: I completely agree I hadn't even considered that one but I think that's huge Uh, do you know what was running through my head then a little bit what? This goes both ways. Like it's like we're assessing our partners in here, which obviously both of you and I are very much uh, putting our partners up up a bit here because we both think they're great. But I was like this, for any business owner that is listening to this, is like I would want to make sure that you're doing the same, right? This is probably what you need to be in their lives
0: to a degree as well for them to be assets both ways. And it, it's a really interesting point because like, and, and I've got sort of this as a point underneath like, what do you do if they're a liability? Which I'm going to actually ask you in a second, Charlie, so you can prepare for that question, is like the reflection on what are you doing to be a good partner? Are there behaviours actually reflecting your behaviours? As business owners, we, I don't s- try to say this as a bad thing, but we, we can be narcissistic to an extent. We can have a bit of an ego to an extent, right? Because we kind of have to. We're trying to sell people in our products. We're trying to motivate our team. We're trying to do all of these things to the extent that there are points in time where we will kind of at the cost of impacting our partners. Right? No, we don't... I'll, go, I'll go further.
1: Business owners are selfish. They really are. A lot of business owners get into business and then they displace themselves as the most important thing in their household, in their lives, and then they treat their partners like shit. I've seen and, it many times and it's
0: disgusting. It did. It's. I'm, I'm glad that you just like go straight in there with a the knife and I'm trying to like dance around it. <laughs> no chance.
1: I'll, I'm going for the call here. And you know who you are if you're listening,
0: right? If you're one of those people, right, don't do it. And it, But like, they use words like, my partner is there to support me. My partner's job is there to make me successful. My, and it's like, no, dude, because what's going to happen is that they are going to reflect your behaviors, right? And it's just never going to work out because you've got to remember – When you push that kind of stuff on other people, they will mirror it, right? Or they'll run the other way, right? So they will stop coming to you or they'll mirror mirror your behavior and then think that that behavior is appropriate. And so then when you're receiving that behavior of going, oh, man, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to complain, complain, push back, push back. Then you're like, what is this? You should be supporting me. But then when you actually look in the mirror, Dude, that's all you've been doing to them. they <laughs> are just reflecting that back at you. It's like, hey, I'm running the business. I'm making more money or whatever or I've got a bigger vision or a bigger goal. You need to do this. I need you to go and execute that. Da-da-da. I'm like, yeah, when they do it back to you, it's not pretty, huh?
1: I would even go to say as far as I think many business owners end up trying to treat their partners like employees. Yes. Uh, yes. I've seen that as well. <clears throat> and by the way, I'm not to, I am not. don't want to pretend I came out of the womb and just knew, knew this stuff or have this perspective. My first year in business, I did take on a bit that I did develop a bit of an ego and a a chip on my shoulder, and it was like became very aware to me that the way I was behaving was actually counterproductive to the success of my relationship. Yeah, so I was very fortunate to pick up on it. I think a lot of business owners don't, and and it can be very, very dangerous. So I? I would I would say step one, if you perceive right now that your partner is a bit of a liability. Right, and you're going, hey, I don't like what's coming up. I would say step one is to work on yourself. I would say take yeah. responsibility and say, if I was showing up better in this relationship and leading by example and creating good conversations, being ambitious and being the things I want in a partner, would this relationship be different? Would this liability potentially turn into an asset? And I think that's a much better step one than just like, hey, I'm going to kick you to the curve and go find someone
0: else. Well, as we know, it takes you a lot longer to find a lead, sell a lead and get them into your business than it is to retain someone. <laughs> like it's, it's applicable in your real life as it is in in business as well. But I, I love that because you, you're completely right. And I reckon that that's what most sort of relationship coaches get people to think through is like, hey, just look at your own behaviors before you start sort of throwing stones at someone else. I may have got it from from a book. I won't lie.
1: <laughs> what was it? Are you getting all you want, or are you giving all you've got?
0: Yeah, I'm like, oh, <laughs> <about it." laughs> yeah making me reflect on this kind of stuff. Uh, I'm gonna I'll put it up there. So one of the ones near the top for me, which I think a lot of people fail at, um, which is like, what do you do if it's, there's someone's a liability? Is they suppress it, right? So you will, and, uh, not not always consciously, but subconsciously, you will spend more time in the office or away from your partner. You will find other things to do. You will not go... Like you've got so many symptoms. You will not talk to them about your problems. You will not ask them how their day was. You will not try and watch sort of growth sort of videos to grow together. You will not do all of these things. You will find somewhere else or something else to go and reflect that into, right? And so if you're not communicating, that is a great indicator that something's not working or that there is potentially a sort of a, a liability here where and the liability to your point could it could actually be you right not helping them and so they're just reflecting it or it could actually be hey I'm I'm pushing for these goals. I want you to push for some goals. It doesn't have to be my goals it doesn't have to be money related it doesn't have to be anything. But I think the key to this is that communication, right? Hey Charlie, just letting you know in our relationship I am feeling as though I'm exceeding and I'm, I'm growing, but I'm at the moment I'm sort of can't see you on a similar journey. How could I help you in that? How could we approach this together? Or even talking about, hey, I feel as though I'm pushing for our relationship to grow through investments together if you're married or things like that. I feel as though you're not on the same path, right? And just talking to someone about why you're feeling the way that you are, the impact that it's having to you, and sort of just trying to realign, I, I think that is such a critical piece because most people just become clams. They just go back in their shell and they just don't talk about it. And they try and solve it with other means, making more money or, I don't know, going out to nicer restaurants, getting puppies and doing all those kind of things. Like they try and solve it otherwise.
1: Yeah, have a kid, that'll fix it. No, I, don't, I'm, oh <laughs> I joke, don't don't, please don't do that, please. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. So let's just say that it's like, okay, step one is like work on yourself. Step two is like, bring it up in conversation and try and realign from there. I would say the next escalation point is to do a uh, program, like bring in a third party because it could turn into a versus pretty quickly here. So it's like if things aren't going well, like it can be really good to go through a program together and learn some new skills, like relationships are a skill. Um, Past that though, if things aren't working and you ultimately decide this isn't the right partner for you or you've got a liability or you just grow apart, like some people just aren't right for each other. I think holding on to relationships is a really dangerous thing. And I know we've spoken about this with like networking as well, like holding on to the wrong network. So if your peer group is out every weekend um, smashing booze and doing drugs, it's like that's not a good thing to have influence on you in general. And I think there's this really interesting thing where many business owners feel like failures if their relationship doesn't work out. So they'd rather keep a shitty relationship to have the facade of things are good here than have to admit that hey you know this relationship I'm a loser right I'm not good enough to have a partner
0: yeah it, because it's it's kind of ingrained in us that at by the age of thirty you should be married or whatever have kids and stuff like that and so if if you're the sort of the different one it's just so much easier to fall back in but I, I will I will sort of put this sort of sub point under here. And it's no different to the concept around how business owners focus on making, how do they make money in their business to the detriment of how do I generate wealth? It's almost the same with their relationship with their significant other, right? Like they don't invest the time and effort into it. right? (laughs) So it's like, almost it is the same. And so it's like, okay, well, you just need to make sure that you're thinking about these things to all the points that we're kind of mentioning. It's just like, don't neglect it. Don't assume it's not there. Like, it, don't just think it'll figure itself out. Like your wealth, it's not just going to figure itself out. You have to push it. You have to get it there.
1: Could I use it? I feel like that's the idea of like you're you're in. Uh, let's pretend you're in rural Australia in the bush, and you drop a pack of mattress matches and a, a little bit of a fire gets going, and you're just looking at this fire and go, Do you know what? This will put itself out. If I just ignore this, this is going to be okay.
0: This is fine. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that correct, and but people look at it as going, okay. I just if I ignore it, it'll go away, or if I. If I, if I don't know it's there, like what what do the kids do? They just put their eyes up. If you can't see, if I can't see, you you can't see me.
1: <laughs> That's just not how I want to live though. I, I think there's just so many benefits to having an asset relationship in your life and so much gain that comes for it. I can't understand why anyone would settle for a liability or allow that to happen. It, it enriches life in such a special way.
0: Yeah. And then the, probably one of my final ones um, that I'm going to sort of say here is Like your job is not to change someone, right? Like your job is there to- That that is spicy, Grant. Even I'm (laughs) like, man, Dr. Phil here today, dropping some (laughs) wisdom. Okay, let me put it this way. Imagine like a relationship as a business and Hazel's going to slap me around for saying these things, but imagine (laughs) she's going to, I'm not a business. I'm your wife, damn it. But imagine them- I disagree thoroughly with that (laughs) comment, by the way, and I'll explain why. (laughs) (laughs) But imagine that they were like a business, right? And you go, okay, well, I need to put in all the time and effort into hiring people, selling products, building the product, doing all these things. And then I go and look at my wife and I'm like, okay, cool. That's a project I need to solve. i got to go and help her with positivity, help her with education, help her find her own goals. Like, I'm now running two businesses. When wouldn't it just be so much better if I was running one business and this had like this supporting significant other? And so... If you're sitting there looking at a relationship going, I'm going to help her change or him change, I'm going to do these things to lead them down a garden path. And it's like, dude, no, you'll just find another job, right? Where it's like the carrot and the stick. You just want to dangle this carrot of, hey, like, this is what I'm thinking we can do. And they go, ooh, that's a nice carrot and run towards it versus you beating them.
1: I feel like that's a micromanagement approach, though. I feel like if you're sitting there going, I need to change them, you have a liability. You need to literally, you need to move on.
0: Yeah. And that's, that is the key message here is like, if you feel you need to try, oh, they're going to mature like a nice red wine. It's like, no, maybe if we've got a puppy, no, no. If you need to change them, like they're a liability. Like if you're, if they're a project you're like, I can't wait to work on this project. No, no, no. Wrong. Did you have any
1: others? No, that's it for that one. But I want to get to this last one here because I think we've um, really uh, helped people, I hope identify some of these things and strategies that could potentially be very helpful in improving um, their, their significant other and the relationship mm. between them, right? Uh, and I think this is a huge one, but I would love to share some of the things that like have worked for us both because this is something I know we've both put extensive things in. And It's like, you know, you can be sitting there and going, oh, great, you know, I, I know if I've got an asset or a liability, but I think um, there's a whole piece missing here on like what do you actually do to be aligned and work together?
0: I'm curious of what your number one is going to be. I want to see how close we are on these ones.
1: All right. I'm going to go go through this. I had the biggest uh, insight ever is that there's things in life that we think we're good at despite never getting any training in or developing any skills. And I'll give you a couple, like friends, being friends with someone. Like a lot of people just think they're a good friend and they're not. A lot of people, like they get a relationship or find a significant other or partner and then like they never actually work on their relationship skills. They just assume they're good at it. Mm. Uh, That was definitely me, by the way. Uh, in a big way. Now, I I realise this and I'm going like, would I expect to be good at business if I just kind of rocked up and never got any training Mm. or skills or got any mentors or had a network or worked on it? Like, Do I just think this is going to happen, right? Am I like gifted in these areas? But no chance. Everything that has worked out for me in life, everything, whether it's been wealth building, business, sports, like has all come from the idea of you, need to put effort in developing skills. yeah. You really do. So like that dropped for me um, a long time ago now, but it was like I need to learn what it is to be a good partner and what a good relationship is. And I really struggle with the intangible things in life. I'm a very logical guy. So it's like, you know, uh, the woo side of the world is something that I'm like, I'm fascinated and curious, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't naturally sit in my thinking. Yeah, And I was sitting there one day and I was uh, going through some business stuff and I'm looking at it and I'm going, do you know what? A lot of the same skills I've got in business apply directly to relationships. If I take those skills and just re-engineer the thinking over here, like I actually think I can be much better at this. So one of the things uh, Bianca and I have actually done, which has been hugely successful, is we run our lives like a business. Yeah. So I kid you not, we have household goals. We have a weekly meeting in our house. We have uh, financial reports on like the budget and spending. Like we spend time together, we develop skills. Like there's all these things we've been able to introduce from business concepts. And because I'm good at applying that because I've got a business, that's actually been the structure we've used to keep our relationship aligned. And again, I'll bring this back to business. Imagine running a business is like, cool, we're not gonna have any meetings, not gonna set any goals. It's like, well, you wouldn't expect that to go well.
0: We're not gonna innovate, we're not gonna do anything.
1: Yeah, well, I've, I've we have applied that across to here and has been hugely successful in bringing us closer and achieving success in the relationship.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. And I know it sounds so mechanical to say, is like run your relationship like a business. But it, it is. Businesses innovate, businesses change, businesses have BAU or business as usual activities like to keep the lights on. And if you don't try and align to these things, then it's just going to be assumed that they happen. And I, I love that. I I do, yeah, I do look at those kind of things as one of those value bombs where it's like logical after someone has told it to you, <laughs> but illogical or you'd never would have connected it prior to it. It's the same with like networks, right? Hey, like what the network that helped you get here ain't going to help you get there because no one's done that. Why don't you sort of help level them up? And so in, in sort of the home world with your partner, mm-hmm. Yeah to get them to continue to grow with you, Yeah, running like a business makes complete sense. And it's just created
1: this teamwork, right? I'll give you examples. Like prior to this, maybe I was playing uh, golf and Bianca was playing netball and they're just like sports we were playing. Where now we're playing basketball together. Yeah. So it's like... Instead of us being individualists occasionally coming together to do things in the household, it has turned into like we're, we're on the same team and we're playing the same sport and that has just been really beneficial for building a strong relationship and having
0: an aligned partner. Yeah, and it's better than both of you playing golf, competing against each other as well.
1: Oh, we definitely, I will say that is something, we do compete against each other a little bit, just like you and I compete each, uh, compete <laughs> against each other. I think a little bit of healthy competition in any relationship is uh, good fun.
0: I still got to send you that silver medal. Um, so then <laughs> uh, it, I, I love that and I, I just don't want to change the point yet just until that has sunk in for everybody. Like the concepts of not, and it doesn't need to be over formalized, right? Like I do recommend having a night a week. No, it's like everyone understands concepts of date nights, right? Do the same in order to sit down and look at things through the household. Look at the household goals. Look at the business goals that both align. Look at their personal goals. Understand it. Give. I know that you guys um, with Jack, give them to a babysitter just so you can spend the time to focus in on it and really operate it and run it as if it's a team sport, not just a me and you and, hey, let's just go to Netflix and chill or let's just go out for dinner and watch a movie and things like that. Like there are things to be a real power couple that you just need to execute can, can I put some more around
1: this? I really do because I don't want people to walk around uh, with this thinking, oh, you know, this is run like a rigid business and a dictatorship type scenario. And it's like <laughs> it's, it's actually created the room for us to have more fun and enjoyment in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. So just imagine this. I'll give, I'll give some of the exact series. Like every Monday we have a weekly meeting and go through what each of us has on and what we've got coming up for the week and if we need any help from each other. Like, can you imagine if you had that conversation with your partner every week, just how aligned and set you have from there? And that also means in the evenings of the afternoon, you don't have to discuss any of that stuff. You can have fun because you already know all this information. And uh, we do keep it in a Google sheet just so we can be accountable to each other
0: completely. (laughs) You can see when the other one updates and they'll update.
1: Yeah, like, and imagine, like, you've got KPIs in your relationship. It's like, hey, we haven't been out for dinner with anyone in a couple of weeks. Let's book something in. Like, let's take note of, like, hey, when's our next date night? When's the next time we're out with friends? When are we doing the next activity with Jack? Like, it's ways of scheduling in we making sure we don't neglect areas of our life. Yeah, It's also Um, when we discuss things like holidays, like planning, where we talk about uh, important issues that come up in the house. Uh, family uh, discussions, I'll say discussions. I was going to say family issues, but I'm sure everyone has family issues. Things come up you have to deal with with your family.
0: <laughs> and that's, but it, it comes back to the value of having that kind of meeting, if you will. And it can be once a week or whatever, but talking through even the issues that you're having together. I say, like, hey, like this didn't happen or this thing did happen. Like there is a time where it's boxed and everybody can share. And then to your point, great, once that's done, it's like, this is how we're going to approach it. Now you don't need to spend a a week going, oh man, I wish that Charlie did this or I wish that Hazel did that. It's like, no, like (laughs) you talk about it on that Monday session and you can bring it up on that Monday session. Um, It's funny because you've hit on so many different points that I want to bring up here through like one (laughs) concept, which I think is why it's so powerful. Like the concept of communication outside of just general updates right like just to remember when you finish work or if you're working at home and your partner's at home as well when you go out for lunch or whatever it is and go and see them generally it is a what's going on today how's the day how's this kind of stuff like that's awesome that's great like solve each other's problems do all those kind of things but to have the conversation around the levels above that is critical critical to get them on side but also to get them get both of you fighting together Right, and so you already sort of nailed that one in the cover. The other one that I had was uh, the concepts of goals again because I think a lot of people don't understand the, the value of sharing individual and, and joint goals. Right, And so making sure that that is communicated and to your point that it's brought up in the meeting. You might not review, like if it's a financial goal, great. You might look at the financial goal. But if it's an education goal, if it's a goal to go on a holiday, if it's a, I don't care but the communication is key because now you're both striving to something or you're both celebrating when one of you wins or the other one wins, but you're also supporting them, supporting each other when it's not hitting there. And so like you've hit on that as well, because that's one of the key things you should be talking to. Are we getting there? Are we moving closer? Is X, Y, and Z happening in order for us to do it? And if not, what are we going to do?
1: It's so nice to celebrate winning a goal, right? So in- the structure I've just said, we definitely track. Like, let's say we've got a net worth goal or a cash flow goal, right? When we hit targets because we have reporting, it creates moments of celebration. Yeah. Like, it is, it's cool. Like, I'm not big on celebrating birthdays uh, for myself just because I'm like, wow, you, you made it 365 days. Woo. <laughs> know, it's like, not particularly. I celebrate for you. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why. I just don't align. Like, I don't think, you know, duration is really um, a celebratory thing until you get like maybe past 80. Then it's like, all right, you've really put it in. Ooh. but achieving um, things I think is much more worthy. So it's like when we hit a net worth goal, like we celebrated and like that was really powerful and created special moments in our relationship.
0: Yeah. And, and I, this last one, I, I do sort of want to sort of realign on where I'm going to rephrase sort of the point that I made where it's like resharing or realigning load and sort of accountability, if you will. Right. So, Typically, the business owner or the one with the business will usually, usually be the one out the front making more money doing all of those kind of things where it's like, okay, hey, can you go and look after X, Y, and Z? Can you go and do A, B, and C? So it's usually them sort of communicating, hey, can you go and do these other things? By having these conversations, you get to have the, the outline of well, what are we both doing? How are we both contributing to this whole business that is a relationship? Right. So it's not like you're not just sitting there saying, Hey, B, can you do everything else? And I just do business. Right. Hey, B, you just go and do everything with Jack. It is a communication around Well, these are the hundred things we need to do every single week. I'm going to take these 50, which could be business related. It could be money generating related. It could be utilities, whatever. And B's like, I'm going to take these 50. And you're sharing that across an entire relationship. And that's that point, I think, is just valuable.
1: Can I use an analogy there? Because we've had this conversation in our house and um, I'm quite a fan of Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. Sorry, you know, the dual three-peats. Anyhow, one of the things that I think people forget is that, you know, Michael Jordan was like clearly a critical player on that team, but someone still had to get the rebounds, right? Someone still had to play defense. Like, he wasn't the only one on the court. Now, if Michael Jordan was the only one out on the court, they lose. Yep. Right, so... What I would suggest and entail here is that if you're looking at this through a team structure, just like a business, is like for the team to be successful, there's all these critical components that have to happen. Like Luke Longley played a really good role, Dennis Rodman was critical, Pippin was critical. If you dropped any of them, would the same result occur? Maybe. Yep. So I, I think about it very differently. And I would also say that we've got to be cautious as business owners as thinking, you know, Michael Jordan's the most important and business is the <laughs> most important. It's and they're
0: like, in, I don't need anyone else on my team.
1: It doesn't work like that, and I think it's degrading um, and also wrong to consider that. Well, Dennis Rodman isn't as important, and, and that is lesser because that's just not the right framing to look at it. Like everyone's critical on that team for them to win the championship. It's not yep. about you hitting the most points or anything like that.
0: And I will, I will piggyback up on that because we we speak about this quite a bit using the the Shack and Kobe. Concept is like, if you play, if you individually play in your strength positions on the basketball court, you are going to excel greater, right? So having the conversation of like, hey, you could do this, but are you going to execute like, like a Michael Jordan or like a, a Kobe Bryant or anything like that? Maybe not. Okay, great. Well, maybe we should change where this load's sitting, right? Because someone might hate it. Someone might like really struggle with it and go, I just can't do this but they just don't communicate it. Okay, great. Don't worry. I don't I don't want Shaq out in the three line trying to just lob bombs in. I want him under the ring. I want him grabbing the rebounds. I want Kobe out there running around because that's what they're built for. That's what their expertise is in. And so it's not to say, hey, well, and I, I'm trying to sort of mince my, make sure I don't sort of articulate. It's like this person should be doing the cooking and cleaning because that's what they should be good at. No, have a conversation. Should get a cleaner for all I care. <laughs> Just have the conversation around the team you've got around you for your relationship and how are you going to play it together? Agree. Uh, should we ah. wrap
1: this one up? I feel like we've we've uh, gone long on this one, I'm, but it's I'm, such a big conversation.
0: I'm like, I'm up on my soapbox now, Charlie. I'm just like, this is, this is good. <laughs> um, but you're right. Let's wrap this one up. Uh, for everybody tuning in, just make sure that you subscribe to Full Stack Business Owner because we do have a lot more powerful episodes coming out. And if you're listening to this and you do want to submit some of your questions as this one's come from a gentleman called Joe, make sure that you do submit them. There's two ways to do it. First one is subscribe to the newsletter and just hit reply to Charlie's emails. He genuinely writes them. He genuinely sends them out. Like this is his craft. Hit reply, ask him questions, even tell him if you like what he's doing, what he's not doing. And the second one is go over to Facebook and join the Facebook group. It is called Full Stack Business Owner Community. And we're regularly in there, regularly talking with a whole heap of other business owners as well. And so be sure to submit your questions and we'll pull them up and answer them in this podcast. I just want to say thank you again for joining us and we we'll look forward to catching you on the next episode of Full Stack Business Owner.